Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. This is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in here. The original podcast for the complete Houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Get up there! Yeah! 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 Good boy! Good boy, Ranger! Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many day, how many days a week can you spend on As much as I can, to be honest with you. Any time that I get, I'm I'm out there. Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. <laughs> Mexico, Houndsman in the East, you've got the Grand American, you've got Autumn Oaks, you've got the Winter Classic, you've got all this cool stuff and all these places that Houndsman come together, and I'm lucky enough to have Trey Naramore and uh, Wade, what's your last name, Wade? Wade Hatch. Wade Hatch, yeah, and I knew that, I was drawing a blank, I thought, uh, Thought you guys would get locked, you and get nervous, and then I freaked out and couldn't remember your last name. Wait, no, no worries, my friend. And I've got you guys on here because of the sale that's coming up in Kirtland on July 21st and 22nd the horse, mule, and hound sale. I got the guys that are behind it and the promoters. And, and uh, man, I'm glad you guys came on. Thanks a lot, yes, yeah, sir. Happy to be here. Thank you. It's uh quite the opportunity you've given us to visit with you and 
showcase what we're trying to accomplish. Man, I'll tell you what, it's just one of those deals that, you know, Western Houndsmen need a place to come together and, and call an event that's their own. It's such a long trip back here. And I'd, I'd really encourage anybody to try to make a trip back to, to Autumn Oaks or the Grand American or anything like that. But, but uh, where you guys live, I just came back from there, same part of the country anyway, and I can understand why you never leave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Big awesome. mountains. Oh, yeah. it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Lot, lots I've, of fun. I've yeah. been quite a few places, and it always seems like I find myself ready to come back here, even after I visit someplace that most people really enjoy. It's just something about the landscape. I'll tell you yeah. what, man. I, I come home from back out there, from out there, and I get home, and my dogs look at me like, what the heck are we doing back here? And I'm asking the same question. Yeah. And there is some places in New Mexico that are pretty flat, remind you of the Texas panhandle. And it seems like you get, you get here for a little while and you think, gosh, I need to, I need to head West. Just, you don't have to go very far or get in the, get up in the elevation and get back in the mountains, but, right, but right. flat country make you miss it. You got it, man. Well, why don't we just uh, dive in? Tell everybody what this, this sale is. You guys are going into your second year on the sale. But uh, let's get some backstory on you two before we jump, you know, headfirst into the sale part of it. Uh, what's yep. your background in hounds and houndsmen and horses and mules? And let's just talk about all of it. And then we'll talk about what's going on at the sale. Go ahead, Wade. You can go on that one first. Okay. So um, we'll, we'll go with the hound dogs. And I have, I have quite, the, quite the mule story. Um, my grandpa had been an avid houndsman since he was uh 20 years old he didn't have a, he had a, a, a kind of a black and tan some coon hounds and he was a teenager but um he he had lion hounds from 20 years on and 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 past that age um he's grown up here in the four corners he grew up in the uh trading posts on the reservation and and all we did was uh handle basically just trading post type business out there and he came here and he lived in the Farmington area all his life. And um, when he was training racehorses, he's trained a lot of racehorses when he was a young man. And then as soon as he quit that, he met my grandma. And that's when he started getting into lion hunting. Mm. And he's had hounds. Um, well, I guess it'd be, it would have been 52 years he had hounds. No and, kidding. Um, he, uh, so we, he had lineages of, of dogs and all he tried everything under the sun. He had walkers and, and black and tans. And he then he got into started partnering with a friend of his named Jim Farmer in southern New Mexico. And he kind of almost has his own style of hound. They're real, really big red ticks, um, all dry ground lion dogs. And then he had a bunch of bear dogs he'd partner um with with Van Johnson. Okay. And they were the bestest of friends, and they traded a lot of hounds back and forth from each other. We've and had Van on we've had Van on the podcast he's he's a great guy i've i've he's a dear friend to us yeah my grandpa passed away in the fall of 2020 when i my freshman year of college and i had about 16 hounds at the house and i didn't feel like um you know there's quite a bit of equity in those dogs and i couldn't bring myself to feel like to sell anything it didn't feel right so every one of his friends i gave a couple to van johnson a couple to billy havens a couple to Jim Farmer, a couple to Rusty Herrera, and I kept uh, a couple dogs for myself. And I didn't know what to do with them when I was headed to school. And Trey and I had just met. I mean, we knew each other, but we had just started visiting about hounds. He was um, really getting into it, and he had purchased a couple dogs. 
And I offered him, I said, Trey, would you be interested in taking some of my hounds? And he had a bunch of young dogs at the time and he had one really good finished female. And I said, would you be interested in taking my, my hounds and um, just hunt them with your young dogs and they'll get everything finished. And he said, yeah, no, no problem. And from that moment on, we've talked dang near every other day. Yeah. Yeah. What was your grandfather's name? Ray Hatch was my grandpa's name. Wade? Uh, Ray. Ray Hatch. Okay. Yes, sir. I bet you some of the old timers, you know, some of those legendary hunters that listen to the to the podcast would know that name. And uh, I'm looking forward to learning more about him. Oh, a- absolutely. He's he's a lot of fun. We got in a lot of wrecks together. We just, we'd never a dull moment. So <laughs> I can talk about quite a few stories <laughs> with that. And um and Trey, he's he's been a great friend to me, keeping my hounds all that time and and using them. And I couldn't take him to school. You know, that's not a good environment for hounds. I couldn't imagine trying to keep one in a dormitory complex, you know, and <laughs> neighbor's cat or something. That wouldn't be very kosher. And uh, and then on the mule side, he that's where we got the mules from too. So I I believe is in the late sixties he set the track record at Bishop Mule Days racing mules. He had a real famous mule uh, called Sunday, and uh, he had her forever. And uh, we always had a mule around the house, and I had plenty of mule stories too. He dies the pilot for everything. He'd make me um, pull those mules around, and oh gosh, dang, we had some bad ones. But we, had, <laughs> we had a lot of fun too. In fact, uh, we went, we started naming mules a day of the week. So we started at Sunday, and then we go to Monday, and then we go to Tuesday, and so on. And the last mule that I bought with him, uh, we roped her in a little pasture down the, just down the road from the sale barn. She wasn't two miles from here as a two-year-old and roped her and pulled her in the trailer. And I bought her on Black Friday. So we just called her Friday. And um, then him and I broke, <laughs> and that's the only mule that I still have right there. I just have one mule and I just have one, one good one's all. I've been through plenty, but I just have one at the house right now. That's and she is dub- And she is double good. She's super good. Yeah, she's the kind of the ranch, yeah. and you can take care of cattle on her, and <laughs> and rope, and everything. She's kind of a utility player. Yeah, well, that's interesting, Trey. Uh, Trey, what's your story? Well, uh, it's kind of kind of we got we kind of got some of it here, but let's yeah. let's talk about pre pre Wade days. No, it uh, it kind of it was kind of funny how it worked out because when I when I uh, I guess when I was in high school, none of my family was in the auction business, and like you know Wade. Uh, we grew up right what two and a half hours from each other, Wade, or something. Yeah, just I lived in the south. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean our families knew each other uh the whole time, but uh I uh you know, I roped and and uh ranched a little bit when I was growing up and and uh when I got into high school I started uh started auctioneering and uh would go and I'd do the county fairs and do all them do all the stuff I could and then when I got to college I uh I got lucky enough and uh and uh, I went to auctioneer school, I guess my senior year of high school, and then I went to college and, and uh, was fortunate enough to get a job at uh, some of the cattle auctions around, like in eastern New Mexico and the uh, Texas Panhandle. And, uh, and it, uh, it helped my uh, – it helped a lot. It helped pay for college, and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I had a heck of an education. Just, uh, you know, I, I guess I was getting a dual-purpose education because I was getting to go to uh, in college and – and uh ended up graduating and and uh with the finance degree and then I went and and uh and I now I now I don't even use the college degree now I just auctioneer for a living but 
uh, which has been good. But along the lines there, it just worked out. I was, uh, I think it was, it was COVID, right, Wade? When, when I, we caught, we, well, I started by, I think we bought our first dogs like in 2019 or something. And then COVID hit and, uh, there wasn't, I mean, we just didn't have nothing to do. School was out. I think I was all online and, uh, that just worked out perfect because Wade and I, I mean, we like all the same things. We both like the cow sales. We love to rope. Uh, we love ranching. We love trading cattle. Uh, we love hunting lions and, uh, we like messing around on them dang mules and we like, uh, you know, we love the hounds. So it all just worked really good. Cause I auctioneer and Wade's family's in the auction business and lion hunt business and the mule business, the whole deal. So it's kind of, it, uh, it all just clicked. We got a lot of things in common, I guess. So. Yeah. That, that's a cool part about your country. I, I, everybody, everybody can ride it. I don't know. I wouldn't say that everybody can rope, but uh, I saw a lot of working, you know, people working stock and off horseback, and that's kind of a lost art, anything back where I'm at. And even really, you know, when I travel up into Montana and, and different places, seems like the uh, the cowboy culture is, is strong down there in your part of the world. Yes, sir. We live, uh, I mean, we, we, crave it big time yeah 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 Yeah. sure we do we uh you know i that's what uh some of those you know there's been people call us and and uh about some of the mules and the horses and stuff and and uh you know i like to emphasize that some of these you know when our uh when a guy calls from over here and a guy that hunts lines or or cowboys on his mules ranch mule or something i have to emphasize uh you know when they go gather cows on them or go go hunt uh they leave the pickup in the morning and, and they might make a 20 mile circle and be back. You know, them yeah. things are, they're, they're used a little differently over here than they are back then, you know, back over there. Uh, and, uh, and they're just, uh, like I said, they, they sure have a job over here. Well, your country is so much bigger and the ranches Absolutely. are bigger. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Um, you know, back East here, if you, if you've got, 200 acres you know you you can you've got quite a piece of property and out there 200 acres you can see that plus about 20,000 more from from one of those rims you know yes sir yeah so it's it's amazing and and uh i'm not going to bore you with my mule stories i had i had mules and and so i've got a special place in my heart for it but i'll tell you what i'd like to do before we get into you know the 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 other stuff we're going to talk about was but let's talk about mules. We've never really dialed into mules on this podcast. We've talked about hounds and we've talked about, uh, you know, how to train hounds and all that stuff. But, but what makes a good mule? If you're going to sell, if, if I came out there and I was looking for a good, solid honey mule, you know, what would you tell me that I need to get? Well, I would say gentle is absolutely the, uh, is the, is the main thing, but, uh, at the same time, you can't have one that's, uh, that would be, you know, uh, lazy or, or, uh, you know, one that, uh, is going to brush you up underneath something or not saying that, uh, not saying that some of them things won't, you know, but, uh, but, uh, you know, one that, uh, will take care of you out there is big part, you know, we, uh, uh, 
Wade and I were talking and, and there was a meal that we'd get, that I'd gotten. And, and, uh, he said, man, just jerk the shoes off that thing. And, and, uh, our, our ground or, you know, we, it's so dry over here and, and, uh, you know, that old meal's feet will get hard and, and, you know, he won't be sliding around on that slick sandstone with just, with, uh, barefooted, you know? And, yeah. and I think that, you know, uh, small things like that to, you know, if we go make a circle and, uh, uh, now we've got, I mean, my wife bought me an in reach and, and, uh, it's kind of a little different, but when I first was going, I didn't have nothing, but, and, uh, just my cell phone, well, then you lose service and, and, uh, you sure want one, you're going to be able to make it back to the pickup on, you know, and uh, whether you're, you know, whether you're hunting or you're trail riding or, or moving cows or whatever it is, uh, you know, uh, I don't care how cowboy you are. You, when you, uh, when you get on one that, uh, you know, it's going to be good all day long and isn't going to, isn't going to try to, isn't going to try to, uh, cut you off or back sometime in the middle of the day. You know, it makes you, makes your day more enjoyable, I guess. So that's what we're trying to accomplish. I mean, we're, we're dang sure trying to, uh, keep our quality good and, and got a lot of good consigners and, right. and, uh, and, uh, and want to take care of everybody. The Houndsman XP Podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsman of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsman. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this made-in-America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say made in America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. Well, what's your experience on mules? You always hear that, you know, a mule never forgets anything. They, they, you know, if you're good to them, they'll be good to you. If, if, if you do them wrong, they're going to get you back. You know, just talking about, you know, just chatter around of it. What's your opinion on something like that, Wade? You know, I'm a little backstory before I go into that. My dad used to break colts full time. That's all he did for about 10 years. And um, most of those years, he just had him and a helper, and he'd start just between 180 and 215 colts a year. So that was a first ride every other day or or every day for the most part. Mm-hmm. And um, we figured it up. By the time my dad, uh, we, we called it Lucky Aces and Eights, by the time we opened that and closed it, he, we had a little over 1,000 colts come through that place before my dad started auctioneering full-time and running the sale barn. And... Uh, in that time, I spent a lot of time around him breaking colts and everything, and, and uh, we was always riding a mule for my grandpa. And it always seemed to me that from the beginning, a, a mule either had its best interest for for you or, if, or it was looking to get you off of it. There was hardly ever any break <laughs> zone. It was always, you know, um, okay, for example, I, I got into a bad mule deal, and... Um, I had to I had to scotch foot to get on this mule. It wanted to spin out when I got on it, and I thought, well, no problem. 
So I jump on it, scotch foot up and let its foot down. We ride off and man, it's ginning right there in the round pen and everything's fine. I thought, well, I just lope it in the arena and, uh, man, I'm loping it around there. This thing just runs, <laughs> runs off. And, uh, and again, this is one of our project mules and my grandpa's. So we, we stay in hook now. And I'm thinking it's a pretty athletic mule for how fast we're going right here. That's how, how many of them bronchi seven guns I had to ride. It didn't even phase me. He's running off. And about halfway through, that seven gun just went to bucking and was not bucking. I'm going to quit bucking. I had on brand new Wranglers and my little mule saddle been rode so much is polished, you know. And man, it gun is shaking me loose now all the way across the width of my arena. Finally got to the fence and, and rode me down on the fence, kind of fell down there and uh, run my foot into a post and man hurt hurt me kind of bad and, and well anyways as soon as i as soon as she rubbed me off there on the fence that mule just quit bucking you know she's just looking to get me off and then i've had you know train i've had mules for example we had a, a gentleman um bring us some mule laws at the college finals um college national finals rodeo and um i brought her to the sale barn here and we was i was punching cows on her there out back and every instance I that mule could have caught, got me in a bind. We was shoving bulls around that weren't any good. And, you know, I was trying to hook a horse or folding papers in your shirt pocket. You wouldn't believe it, but mules are sometimes real funny about picking stuff out of your pocket or touching your hat. It's weird. You can be clicking along there and pull your pin out to right, and they can hear that click, and they might want to take off if they don't, if they're looking to get away, you know. Yeah. And I, Trey said, what do you think of that mule? I said, gosh, dang, Trey, this is a safe son of a gun. This is one of the this is one of the best mules I've been around. And um, I always felt like they always just fall and fell into two categories. Where a horse, there's a lot of gray zone. You can kind of train that out of them. But I think a mule, however they're instilled when they're colts or halter broke or whatever their relationship with the person is from the beginning is how it's going to be for the rest of it, unless something drastic happens. But for the most part, they're either going to be for you all the time, or they're just going to be kind of against you all the time. Mm -hmm. And Trey and I sure, I mean, we're, we're looking out for the best interests of the buyers and the consigners. It's a mutual agreement. You know, we benefit when everybody else benefits. Sure. So, when we're looking at these mules they bring us, we're asking them questions, how they feel about it. And then we know everybody that brings a mule pretty personally. We know what kind of character they are, what their lifestyle is, and how they do business. So when they tell us something, we know that we can go with it. And if they tell us, hey, this mule is a little frosty, this needs to go to a cowboy, we're going to make sure it's going to go to a cowboy. If we have somebody that says, you know what, we need a really nice trail mule for our, for our little our grandkids to be able to enjoy in the mountains, well, we're going to make sure we're they get matched up with the perfect uh mule for that for that person you know and like a cowboy that's needing to work cows all day he probably doesn't need that that really gentle easy going trail mule because he needs to be going a little faster than that all the time you know mm -hmm. but that would work perfect for him probably might not work for the people that are just needing a trail mule so we're our whole business is just matching up owners with buyers and making sure they get the product that fits for everybody yeah yeah so what do you what kind of traits are like um just i mean they either make or break the deal when you're when you're looking at mules just say you know you're just out buying mules and and not necessarily for this sale but like you were like you used to wade you pull in somebody's in somebody's barn lot there and they had a mule standing out there you know what are the things that said yeah i want to buy that mule and the things that made you turn around and walk away and say i'm not buying that thing 
I'm going to say just general disposition. There's a couple of things you want to look at confirmation wise. Um, it's not necessarily as applicable to mules that it is horses, but it's always nice to have a good looking animal. It never hurts anything. You know what I mean? You want nice proportions back. I always like, you know, it's, it's not too often, but I always like mules with little heads. It seems like there's always out of better jacks that way. You know what I mean? A little more refinement to them. Mm -hmm. Um, I like a good disposition when I walk up. When they're friendly, they want to come to you. They want to be petted on. They're, they're usually, that's kind of a good sign. And then when I saddle them and stuff, you know, I mean, I can kind of tell. I throw my saddle up there. I go to cinch them up. I'm kind of looking at them. I'm going to ride them off. I can kind of tell if this thing's going to be bronchi or not, mm -hmm. you know. And, and it's, um, you know, they kind of get, I call it, they kind of, you know, get a little corner out of their eye there. They're not just, they don't have that nice, soft, kind eye, you know. Hey, what do you want me to do here? They're kind of like, oh, man, what's this guy want to do with me here? You know, it's just um, there's a general unease about them um, yeah. that you can tell. And then if you get a mule that that is gentle, it, you can tell that there is a definite ease about them. There is absolutely no tension in them. And mules are pretty upfront about it, too. You know, for the most part, every once in a while, you'll, you'll have some um, I've seen some mules that'd be kind of uh, the other way. They'd, they'd be gentle and everything. But then if they did something you didn't want to do, they weren't OK with it. But for the most part, they are very upfront about their disposition. Mm -hmm. Trey, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I would say that, you know, just uh, uh, we've been riding horses and doing this since we were little kids. And and uh, and uh, both of us, we both, you know, we both of us understand that uh, there's no gray area in that in that in that field. You know, they're and it's it, they're either good or they're not. You know, it's uh, that's one good thing about mules. They're either good or they're not, you know, uh, and both of us understand that. And uh and both of us are working towards the same goal, you know, during, uh, during the sale, we want to match everybody up with the right one. We don't want, uh, we don't want somebody to buy something that they don't, that, uh, we don't think is going to work for them or, or, uh, or anything, you know, uh, along the lines of that, we don't, we don't want to do that. So we just want to, we want to match up the right, the right product with the right buyer. Sure. Sure. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. Well, we could, I'd love to sit here and talk about mules and we're going to have to do that one of these days for sure with both of you because I, I mules are just something that um they've got a deep culture even back here in the east you know in the in the appalachian yes. in the appalachian regions and then and then uh i was told everybody i used to i was a conservation officer for for 28 years just i'm telling you guys that the audience has got that multiple times but yeah um you know i used to pull up and and ride the bridle trails and stuff and make sure that you know and i'd ride through the campgrounds and stuff and uh i always got a lot of looks man when i when i'd unload a mule and ride a mule on uh <laughs> on saddle patrol you know but but she was solid and 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 she, just like you guys said she took care of me and um i took care of her she could be a little bit ornery she was i think she had a uh a mare that was her mama was black. She was, she was white, but I think she came out of a black mare because she was sour. I mean, like herd bound on black, black horses. It was weird. I'll be darned. Yeah. Yeah. It was really strange. She, a bay could walk by you, a gray could walk by you. You know, I rode with guys that had all kinds of different color horses and stuff, but uh, we had a black filly and she just, she just was lo in love with that thing. And I think it, I think it's because her mama was, was black, 
I don't know. Yeah, sure. Wade's got a good. He said. Uh, he says them mules are just peculiar. So that, <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know. Yeah, she was manageable, but but anyway. All right, so let's let's jump into what you guys got going on. You guys are selling horses and hounds, and but I really liked, I like the idea of making this thing like a, a hound hunter's rendezvous. For the for you guys out there in the west, I'm I'm jumping on a plane. I'm coming out, and uh, we'll be out there, as well. Even though I just got back from there, you guys gave me the perfect excuse to come back. So, uh, yes, sir. Tell, tell me what you got going on, what your plans are, how you guys are going to run the sale, whatever you want to tell us about this sale. Here's your pit. Here's your opportunity. Give us a pitch. Okay. Chad? So we're, I'll, I'll say one. I mean, we, uh, just, you know, like I said, we, we both like the same things, you know, we've, we've, uh, we both like the, the dry ground line hunting and Wade. they've hunted bears and, and, uh, and that's our, that's our goal is to sell, uh, is sell big game hounds in the Western United States. You know, that's, uh, 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 horses, hounds, and mule sale. That's what we're the horses, hounds, and mules. And, uh, and, uh, that's what we're, we're, we're going, I mean, we're selling the big game hounds and we're, and we're really striving for the good, uh, good genetics on the dogs and good, good handling mules and, and uh and good ranch horses and good hunting horses and everything that them guys can use in the in the western uh half of the united states to you know outfitters and everything so uh friday uh friday morning we're gonna have us uh, a trail ride and preview on the on the mules and the horses and uh that'll be on the 21st of july that'll that'll start pretty early in the morning before it gets too hot and uh mm-hmm. And we'll do that, and and all them consigners and stuff. They'll they'll be there and have their mules and and horses and everything there for us, and uh, and then uh, we'll sneak so, around so there. You can, and, you can test ride before the sale. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely, yes, wow. sir. We want you to bring your stock and or bring your if you if you're living close enough where you're driving or however, bring your saddle and and uh, I mean, you test drive a car before you buy it most of the time. You know what I mean. Uh, we want you to be able to get on your get on that horse or get on that mule and and uh, and be able to and be able to ride them around and we want you to be able to talk with the with the houndsmen that we have uh, have there that are going to be consigning hounds and and uh, we want you to be I mean this is a uh, Wade is and and I've said this before I think I told you this before Chris but Wade and I we have jobs you know we uh, we got jobs we yeah. don't we're not doing this for a living uh, but. Uh, we we enjoy this like we we know this and i mean we we love this and we want this to be really good and we don't you know we're not uh we're not we you know we're not just doing this to to make money i mean this is what we love to do we call each other and we talk on the phone about all this all the time because we love auctions we love horses and we love riding the mules and hunting hunt lions and bears and that's just you know we want everybody to feel comfortable at our sale we want everybody to come and be able to to uh to have a good time and know that when they come to our sale there's going to be good product there that they can uh, uh, uh our consigners can stand behind it and uh and we can stand behind and say hey this is a this is something good this is something yeah. good we're doing you know yeah so who's heckling yes, you in the background there wave we're going to call him out right on on an international worldwide podcast 
we're gonna go ahead and have my dad do a do a pop in right here. You better. <laughs> in fact, I'm in the auction barn's office right now. I had to borrow the borrow the Wi-Fi, so he's over here, kind of teasing me about our interview. You bet. I don't know about the jobs. I think he you're... says I don't have a job. I don't know. He keeps me pretty busy all the time. You know what? I decided it's not a job if it's your lifestyle and you enjoy it. So that's a good way. Of it. Uh, that's yeah. what Shorty Gorm he he always says: find something you love to do, and you'll never have to work a day in your life. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So sounds like you guys are on the right track. Hey guys, have you checked out Onyx? Seriously, I'm coming off of a two-week trip in northern New Mexico, and I cannot tell you how important Onyx was for me. It was a deal where this is an easy product for me to talk about just based on a two-week experience. When you go into new country, and I've never been in the Paloma Ranch country, northern New Mexico before, with all the features and Onyx, I was able to get a really good grasp on that country and understand it at a level that I never could have any other way. There's features in there about tracking yourself so you can make your own tracks and keep track of where you've been. That's important when you're when you're trying to navigate and head off hounds and, and learn trails. It's sped up the learning curve so quickly. Uh, and terrain features you can look at topo maps you can look at, at like heat maps that show you the degree of angle so you know where those big drop-offs are know where your dogs are headed i can't i can't say enough about it you just got to get into onyx and check out all the features go to onyxhunt.com and get the elite subscription today Use the promo code HXP20 and you will get 20% off of your subscription, your annual subscription to Onyx. Know where you stand with Onyx. So, so where are you finding your where are you finding your stock for this sale? Are you guys going out and looking at this stuff, or or how are you selecting the stock that's going to come to this sale? And uh, what kind of standards are you setting for the stock that comes there? You know, Trey and I, we just, um, when we set out last year, we didn't know how many we were going to get. And and um, to tell you the truth, it, it started with the hounds. He said, Wade, we need to, we need to have a hound sale. It's never yep. been done before for lion dogs. And we got to thinking about it. And I said, you're absolutely right. We have got to jump on it. It's a perfect opportunity. Um, we, I, we have some facilities, mutual interests, and this is the time to do it. And, you know, I'll tell you the truth, there's not very many of us that have hounds for lion and bears when you think about it compared to everything else. If you took a guy that had hound dogs versus a guy that had a set of golf clubs, my goodness, we not we might not even make 1% of that. Right. And uh, the, the hound deal was to be able to come together and have a have a sharing of uh, genetics, ideas, and lineages from generations of doing that sport. And tell you the truth, I think last year, we we grew it. We had great interest. Everybody kind of was uh, a little bit standoffish. It's never been done before. We had some we had some uh, people that went ahead and went out on a limb with us and consigned, and everybody was happy. And this year, it seems like uh, everybody's been all about it and supportive. I I got to thank the hound dog community and all the houndsmen. My goodness, they've been behind us on this whole thing and enjoyed every second of it. Um, and we know most everybody 
And if we don't know most everybody, somebody we know does know. And it, you know, it's pretty easy to just visit with them to understand um, their hounds and, and their style and see if those hounds would work in a sale like ours. And, and tell you the truth, it's just, just talking to them and personal communication. And, and, uh, you know, we can tell if, if maybe that dog might be better suited for, for a different place than ours. Um, but that's usually just how we do it. Just, uh, we don't have a, buy the real book or anything like that. You know, we just, um, visit with them and, and see if, uh, they, they would fit well for us. Well, I guess, I guess, uh, are you guys selling broke dogs? Are you selling starter dogs? Are you selling pups? Do you have different classes? How are you breaking that up? We we do. We have different classes. We have some little puppies. Last year we had kind of an interesting scenario. We sold some puppies from Steve Biggerstaff in utero, so they weren't quite born yet. But he keeps them till oh, they're no three kidding. months old. Yeah. So um, we sold a uh, we sold like let's say we were going to sell female number one. And uh, so what would happen was that that guy would get the first pick of all the females out of the litter and, and kind of break it down that way. So, so you were selling puppies that weren't even born yet. We are selling puppies that weren't even born yet. Now, this year, we happen to have those puppies born. So it's a little more standard <laughs> procedure. But last year, we had yeah. coach on everybody and let them know that, nope, the deal's fine. They just, the way the scheduling of events was, they happen to not be born yet, but they're going to have a hound coming. So right. that's how we handled that. And then we do... Um, started dogs. We have a lot of interest in that. We have a, it's great to see all the young hunters up and coming that are interested in the sport. Um, we felt like it would be a great place to equip them and they could feel comfortable with what they were buying. You know, so many times a young man is out there looking for hounds and he's willing to listen to anybody and everybody because it's kind of a, a closed lip sport. There's not a lot of information added on there. Right. You know, there's not like you, I mean, you can Google lion hunters, but nobody says, Hey, this is how you're going to catch lion. And it's just black and white. It's a lot of word of mouth and just being experienced. And, and we wanted to be able to have a place where, you know, if you wanted to finish dog or you wanted to get a pack of started dogs, you could come and, and purchase with confidence and, and know the deal is going to work out for you. So, so when somebody shows up there, not only you're not just taking a hound, most of the guys that have got hounds there on consignment, they're going to be on the grounds where people can meet them as well. Absolutely. So, and um, we're going to have quite a few Fridays going to be a big day. In fact, I'm might have to hire me an assistant manager to get to everything, but we're going to have a big trail ride and, and that's going to be a lot of fun. And then my house is just across the street and, and um, we rope a lot. So I'm going to have a lot of steers there. We're going to have some rope horses consigned. We've got a couple okay. meals rope on them. And if anybody, let's say somebody misses the the time for the trail ride. I know it's early in the morning. Sometimes we like to rest a little bit, just come down to the house. We'll, ride ride your mule around and, and make sure everything's okay and we can rope on the horses and and um and then all day on friday we'll have hounds coming in and then we'll probably start 4 30 or 5 o'clock we'll we're gonna have a big tent set up next to our pavilion with with drinks and and catering and everything and that's gonna let everybody sit down and visit with houndsmen and and see what they have to offer for them and, and just kind of a meet and greet. And like Trey said, it's a, it's kind of a reunion slash rendezvous of all the old class houndsmen. Cool. Cool. Well, Trey, you and I yes. talked a little bit, um, you know, I, I kind of described some of the, the events back here, back East and, uh, yeah, sure. what people should not expect is to show up and see big, 
big chain gangs of dogs tied out. Yeah. And yes, sir. Anything yeah. like that. You guys are, no, you guys yeah, are being we, uh, yeah, we're, uh, you know, we, uh, we understand that, uh, like, like Wade said a second ago, it's kind of a closed lips. I mean, it's, it's, uh, my gosh, you call a lion hunter and try to get information out of them. It's like, uh, get, you got to get and take <laughs> your, you better take your crowbar kind of, you know what I mean? It's, right. uh, and there's lots of guys that are, uh, that are real quiet, you know, uh, uh, uh they just kind of, the guys that are catch a lot of lions or, you know, they, they're pretty quiet sneaking through the hills and they're, you know, they're, they're, uh, sometimes they're, you know, they're just more to themselves. And now we understand that, uh, that there's plenty of guys that hunt that, that are sure enough good hunters that, and they've got really good dogs, uh, that, uh, hunt here in the Southwest. And, and, uh, but yeah, we went, like Wade said, we talked to him and, and, uh, and we'd like to, we'd like to get to know him a little bit before we, uh, before we just accept any, any dog. And, and we, you know, uh, uh, well, for the I'll, most I'll, part, we know, we know people are good, but, uh, we, we want ever, but we want a good solid product from, from yet reputable, reputable guys, you know, I'll, and, I'll say it for you, Trey, don't be calling trading Wade to, to dump your calls and think you're going to make consignment at this sale. Uh, yeah, you know? sir. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, that's exactly gonna, right. That's not going to happen. Uh, and I think that's why you guys are going to be so successful in the long run by building a reputation on quality and, and just talking to both of you, I can tell that, that you want your personable guys that you're not, you're not just selling somebody a dog or consigning a dog. You're trying to build a relationship and bring this hunting community together and give them a place where you can come with confidence and, and, and know that you guys are going to have the best stock, the best hounds that you can find to put in this sale. Absolutely. Yes, sir. We, uh, we, uh, we see a lot of people every week, you know, we, we're in the sale barns and, and, uh, we go to the ropings and, and we're out and about a lot. So Wade and I would like to think that we, uh, we understand the, the trading game, you know, we're not, uh, we're not we're not real green on that end, I don't think so. So we <laughs> we uh, we want to keep it clean, yes, sir. We want it. We want there to be good product there because we, you know, we we went to plenty of horse sales. We went to plenty, you know. We've we've gone to a lot of cow sales and and we've seen a lot of good stock and we've seen a lot of really bad stock, you know. Sure. So uh, we don't we don't want that. We want we want good reputable guys that that are that are good on the that under that, that care about the dogs and, and, uh, and, and understand the lineage and understand how to breed them and, and, uh, know how to hunt them and, and, uh, and are successful doing it. And, uh, and, and, uh, that's the way we'd like to keep it. Good deal. Yeah, absolutely. We've, we've also been on the receiving end of them bad trades too. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. let's you know. We kind of, kind of smell the deal going along and say, man, I just don't know if this is quite going to work for us. We might have to hold off and go in a different place. So sure, yeah, sure, we've sure. seen, we've seen every, you know, trade auctioneers world-class level. In fact, I was trying to talk him into going to the LMA uh, auctioneering championship again, but I don't know if we're going to get to it this year. And uh, me growing up in a sale barn, I'm pretty sure we've seen about every, every type of deal tried to be pulled good or bad. So we've, it's not, sure. uh, it doesn't take us too long to figure out what's happening. 
if right. it's good, even if it's good or bad, if it's a good deal, we jump right on it. If it's a bad deal, we just kind of go ahead and back out of it and let it go its own way. Right. Well, let's uh let's what other events you got going on besides just the sale? You got any after hours things going on? I mean, is this kind of like an event? Uh let's talk about local attractions, you know, for 10 horns like me flying into Durango. This, you know, I've been to Farmington and that area and hunted the Navajo and but uh you know what else is what else is going on what i mean if this isn't enough if this isn't enough for somebody to want to drive up there and check out what you got going on tell us what else is is happening besides the sale well we'll have the local cow sale there the following monday if you're <laughs> we will we will have a day over it that's sunday you know, we'll, have... we'll be picking up trash sunday uh after the sale around get ready for the cow sale on monday yeah, right. that's, that's no, Wade would know a lot about that. There's, uh, hey, if you like to fly fish, the San Juan River right there, huh, Wade? Oh man, you know, I, I grew up class, world class. It is. Yeah. They say, you know, I've heard, I've had guys. Uh, I was so fortunate to grow up real close to it here, and um, I've had people. You know, it's amazing the people you'll meet at outdoor events like that you know just somebody mm-hmm. in the parking lot you know park next to you while you're putting on your waders and stuff and there's guys fished all over come back here and say they've never experienced a, a fly fishing expedition like they have out here it's wow. incredible it's san juan river quality waters right below navajo dam i mean it is it is unreal i can't even begin to describe it it is not uncommon if you go on a float trip to catch 50 to 70 fish in a day wow yeah that's cool it's, well it's i heard a good time. I, I heard something about a steak dinner, and uh, did I get some bad information? Well, we can feed you some good fajitas and a margarita. At- <laughs> oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's just as good right there. All right, and, you know, it's it's better, amigo. You can have steak anytime. You can't quite have it have any green chili like uh, back east, like you can. No doubt. In why you can't. Yeah, when I when I when I come out there, I live on it, and. Uh, uh, my wife, my wife isn't of the same palate. She's like, you could eat Mexican every day. And I was like, well, heck yeah, they Mexicans do. They eat yeah. it every day. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Not at all. I mean, that's some of the best food and the best culture of people that I've ever met. And uh, so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what about lodging? Where's the closest lodging for people coming in? Um, right, right in Farmington. And we have some hotels rooms booked at the Holiday Inn Express. It's not too far from, uh, from the sale. Farmington's about, I'm going to say 13 miles away from this, from the sale ring. So it's real close by. There's a, there's a room block there at the Holiday Inn and it's, uh, it's the horse hound and horse hound and mule sale room block. So. All right. Well, I've got the inside since this isn't going to come out until the eighth. I'll make sure I get my room booked. Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Well, guys, what are we missing? Yes, sir. What else could, you, what know, else you want to throw on this? I, I, I wanted before? to inter- I wanted to interject the one. Uh, we didn't talk much about the horses, but right. uh, yeah, you know we we uh, everybody's got horses. Everybody's got horses. No, yes, I'm sir. Kidding. Lots of people got. Yeah, I know, but it. Uh, I th- we got some good horses coming, and and uh, like we said earlier. Uh, uh, there's not there's not as many of them as the mules, but uh, but good ranch horses and good using horses and people that that want to hunt off of a horse and and uh, don't particularly uh, want to ride a mule, we got uh, we got a selection of horses there for you too. 
So, so if you're looking for a horse, we'll have, we'll have several. We, uh, one of the best, best horses I ever hunted off of. We actually, I used to coon hunt off of when I was a teenager is a little, believe it or not, it was an Arab Mustang cross. That sucker was tough as I'll nails and just as dependable as he could be. <laughs> he was, he was something. <laughs> and you don't think sounds that. tough yeah sound, oh. no he sounds tough i guarantee it yeah yeah yes sir but uh so what kind of horses when you say ranch horses i mean are you guys do you, are you guys going to have any of the mustang you know i know chris chris todd over towards kingsman arizona you know he he hunts off of mustangs and have you got any stock like that or is it going to be quarter horse stock or what we're we looking at It'll be all quarter horses so far. Okay. Uh, these are, you know, we, we, you know, right. There's a lot of ranch country there and, and, uh, and we, we grew up doing that and, uh, and know a lot of the guys that, uh, know, well, every one of them that's got a horse in there, we know. So, uh, uh, all of them rope and, and, uh, and we'll know all them guys with the horses. So they'll be mostly ran just ranch horses. And, and, uh, I think there's two horses that have been hunted on and, and, uh, that are that are going to come so that are there that are there consigned right now and i think three or four coming out of arizona that are that have been used to catch wild cattle and and uh mm -hmm. they hunt they, they've been hunted hunted uh free casted dogs and and uh them boys that are bringing them horses are sure enough big time lion and lion and bear hunters there in arizona great great yes sir you're gonna have any uh tack or anything like that on the sailors it's strictly strictly stock and hounds oh no we're gonna have uh lots of tack uh oh, okay good deal our, our uh uh good friend uh wyatt hershberger i think he's gonna bring his uh his tack uh it's more cowboy tack coming out of arizona but uh also we got uh uh gentleman coming from uh missouri that uh is bringing a lot of mule tack and and uh amish handmade tack and so uh we'll have a lot of a lot of stuff there for everybody you could shop you can go downtown and buy you some turquoise jewelry for your wife to get you out of the doghouse and then you could go over there and get you some mule tack and buy you a hound and and uh you can be set up to go do whatever you need to do in in a, in two days right there oh man i'm gonna need yes, it sir. i'm gonna need some of that turquoise jewelry but i have found yep that my wife's onto that whole game you know when i walk in the house and the first thing i show her is turquoise jewelry she runs out and checks the kennel to see what kind of hound i got <laughs> there you go yeah yes yeah. sir yeah 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 it'll sure. get you out of a jam <laughs> it's the thought that counts right absolutely yeah yes, i was saying i bought yeah. this i bought these earrings before i even bought the hound yes yeah, yeah. That's, that's my story and i'm sticking to it yes sir yeah, absolutely. Uh, what else we got, Wade? You know, um, we're gonna have. It's kind of gonna be a kind of a hangout there. We're gonna have um, there Friday night. I have a feeling it'll be kind of one of those things. Everybody will stay after the sale. We're gonna have drinks for everybody. Pretty relaxed environment. Trying to get some live music there, so it kind of be more of a hangout after the sale. And and um, yes. And or uh, Saturday morning before the sale, um, I'm gonna have a have a trailer there to ferry stuff back and forth to my house. Like I said, it's not a quarter of a mile from the sale barn, but 
um, kind of some people need to ride stuff last minute to confirm or, or deny either way. But, um, we're just going to just yes. keep walking along with our sales schedule. And, and, um, I have a feeling it'll be pretty busy two days or three days. Really. It starts getting really get busy on Wednesday for us, but have a feeling Thursday and Friday will be two, sure. two big days for, for buyers and consigners alike. Yeah. Yes. Are they and for be- people that aren't, for people that aren't going to be able to make it to the sale, we will have the sale broadcasted live on, uh, it's, uh, CCI, uh, CCI.live. And, uh, you can get on there, you can watch, you can register to bid, uh, no for people that, cool. oh yeah, yeah. We're going to have uh, internet bidding, uh, there. So you can register to bid. And the one thing, uh, you know, uh, uh, we're going to sell the hounds Friday night. I, I, I thought we talked about that, but we may not have, um, we wanted to, uh, last year we had our sale the second weekend of August. And, uh, this year we're going to have it, uh, you know, obviously the 21st and 22nd of July, uh, we did that because, uh, the, the bear hunt start in Arizona, August the 1st, I believe. Right. And, uh, we missed some of those bear hunters and a lot of those guys wanted to, uh, watch the sale and, uh, they weren't able to cause they were in hunting camp, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you're not going to be able to make it to the sale, uh, you can, you can get on there and you can watch and you can call us and, and, uh, and, uh, when you register to bid online, uh, if you do register to bid, be sitting by your phone, uh, you know, an hour or two before the sale, because we will be calling you to make sure that, uh, that it is a, a legitimate person behind the credit card. Uh, we want to make sure that nobody's doing anything that, uh, you know, they don't, you know, if it's a fraudulent deal or whatever, we don't want nobody getting in a jam. So we sure enough want uh, everybody by the phone so we can call and, and visit with you for just a second, make sure that's actually you behind the, behind the credit card. So, uh, but you don't have to put your credit card information in to watch the sale. You can you can get on there and watch the sale uh, Friday night, watch the hound sale, and then log in again uh, Saturday and uh, watch the watch the mules and the horses sale. So, mm. yeah, yes, yeah. sir. Well, good deal, guys. I appreciate you taking time to uh, to come on the podcast and and talk some different type stuff. I'm really excited about what you guys are doing. I think it's. Uh, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, an event that's going to continue to grow and, and, uh, benefit the Western, especially the Southwestern houndsmen. So kudos to you guys. Good job. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having us uh, on. Oh, Thanks, you bet. It's a pleasure getting to be on this. So we're grateful. Yeah. You Anytime we, I'm, like I said, we'll have to have you come back on and let's just, when, uh, you're not up against the the show bill dates and all that other stuff, you know, then you're going to, you're going to, we're going to talk mules and, and how to yes, select sir. a good one and maybe work through some of that stuff too. So, all right. You'll well, just have hey, to come out with us one of these days. I love to. I like that plan. I love to. I love to. Yep. You betcha. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Houndsman XP podcast. Make sure you're checking out our website at houndsmanxp.com. We've got all of our merchandise there. We've got, I'm, I'll just make a shout out for something that's really cool. And I'm not sure why people aren't, aren't looking at this, but we've got a custom made uh, belt knife sheath that fits a case trapper. And uh, that's a handy, handy thing to have on your belt. I carry it all the time. Uh, we've got tumblers. We've got t-shirts. We've got hats. We've got all that stuff. Make sure you're checking that stuff out. We appreciate every one of you that's made the launch of our new store a success 
and uh, it's time to reorder some stuff. But check it all out at houndsmanxp.com. Make sure you're shopping with our sponsors because they support you. They support this lifestyle. This is the Houndsman XP Podcast. This is Fair Chase.